This is Hitting the Mark, conversations with founders and investors about the intersection of brand clarity and startup success, with your host, brand strategist and author, Fabian Garhalter. And so we turned Nikola into America's comeback story. And that was a company that the world could rally behind, that they'd be proud. America would be proud. The world would be proud. Um, the first zero emission uh, semi-truck manufacturer in the entire world to be dedicated only to zero emissions. And the investors have heavily rewarded us for it. I mean, we're at, you know, today we're at $53 a share, whatever, about $18 billion valuation in our company. And um, I mean, we're going to be overtaking the biggest brands in the world here shortly. And what a what a wonderful experience that has been, um, you know, uh, on all levels. This was Trevor Milton, the founder of Nikola Motor Company, the hybrid truck company that has six vehicles in the making, many of which are just about to see the light of day. I talked with Trevor only days after he took his company public, ringing the stock exchange bells via video during the pandemic. Trevor is 38 years old and has a reported net worth of $7.2 billion. Call him a dreamer, call him a visionary. This man has achieved what many entrepreneurs are dreaming of. And here he is on Hitting the Mark to talk with us about the Nikola brand. Welcome to the show, Trevor. It's an incredible honor to have you on Hitting the Mark. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's, uh, a lot of stuff's happened, even over the last week. Wow. So. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to start off with that. I mean, it's been, a, it's been an interesting uh, last week for you. Um, you're officially trading on NASDAQ, um, which, is, which is amazing. And doing this whole thing during the quarantine uh, must have been um, a, a very strange kind of experience for you. You know, um, yeah, biggest second biggest day of my life, I tell people, because the first day was when I got married, but the second day definitely was being listed on the NASDAQ. I mean, that's everyone's dream to become listed on the, on the NASDAQ, and doing it through the coronavirus was actually incredible, because what I'm a big believer in trying to find the good in all situations, and there was a lot of really difficult things going on around the world with the coronavirus, very sad. And so we turned Nikola into America's comeback story. And that was a company that the world could rally behind, that they'd be proud. America would be proud. The world would be proud. Um, the first zero emission uh, semi-truck manufacturer in the entire world to be dedicated only to zero emissions. And the investors have heavily rewarded us for it. I mean, we're at, you know, today we're at $53 a share, whatever, about $18 billion valuation in our company. And um, I mean, we're going to be overtaking the biggest brands in the world here shortly. And what a what a wonderful experience that has been, um, you know, uh, on all levels. And and hence, I love having you on uh, so much, especially now a couple of days after this. Uh, it's amazing. I do see. I've been I've been following your brand for quite a while. Um, I, uh, I I'm I'm a happy shareholder now too. Um, since since your since oh, your life now, and I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad to hear the news today. That's good. That seems seems like we're going into the right direction. But um, you know, just to read a couple of bullet points from your press release. So um, you you raised more than seven hundred million dollars. Um, pre-orders represent more than ten billion dollars in potential revenue, and you 
your hydrogen network anticipates to cover all of North America, and it's set to become the largest hydrogen network in the world. Um, this is, I mean, this is mind-blowing, but it's especially remarkable since you founded the company in 2014, and you only officially launched in 2016 with a prototype and only a few engineers. Further, if, if I'm correct, you're only 37 now, right? 38. 38. Yeah, 38 and... <laughs> yeah. so, so you started the company when you were 29 out of out of your basement so how did you get from 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 there in, twi- in in 2016 to where you are now I mean it is not easy to create a company like yours so, uh, talk no. us talk us through a little bit of that founding the founding uh, steps you you kind of compared it sometimes a little bit to Apple you know the way that you guys were all like sitting in your basement you know yeah I mean you know so uh, what I have some really cool articles on my LinkedIn that I would recommend everyone go read, and uh, and I and I put some serious thought into those very heartfelt discussions about what it took to get here, and I'm going to tell you what those are right now. But I want people to know if they want to read in detail, they can go there. Some, you know, I've told everybody that I've ever met, you know, that if you're if you want to create wealth, it will not happen in under ten years ever. There are maybe one or two examples in the world that ever did happen quicker than that, but unless you just got lucky, like some oil on your property or whatever it may be. Yeah. But ultimately, if you're going to create real wealth, it is a 10-year program, and norm- and the most likely you're going to fail. The odds are against you. So here's what I tell people. Look, if you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to do this, it is the most rewarding and invigorating thing on the planet Earth when you succeed. It's also the most difficult emotional draining uh, venture you'll ever do when you fail. It'll, it'll wreck you. It'll wreck your body, your health, everything about you. So the risks are high, the rewards are high, and the odds are you're going to fail. Now, where people succeed is when they've got multiple failures and multiple successes underneath their belt. So this is my fifth company. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm 38. It's my fifth company. Three of them have been successes and two have been failures. And it's amazing because some of the you, you you look online and some people are bashing me because they're like, oh, I would never want this guy, this fraud who's failed twice his life to touch my money. And I'm like, well, you should definitely never invest in me or my company then because I don't know a single baseball player in the world that does not strike out when you're when you're hitting home runs. You know, the best baseball players in the world have a, you know, a, a 400 batting average, right? Yeah. And so four out of 10, it, I would never want anyone touching my money if they haven't failed because if you don't know what it's like to lose everything, then you're going to make some really stupid decisions in your life. And so these are just haters, you know, just online haters that just hate you for no matter what. Yeah. But to get, but to get here, that is, that's the the beauty of this. It started out in my basement, you know, truly, because we didn't know if we really had a product at that time. We worked out of there for a year and now we here, here we are, you know, here we are now at $18 billion company a, a couple of weeks after the NASDAQ or, you know, a couple of days after the NASDAQ listing. So, it's pretty incredible. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a story of determination, that's for sure. Especially you know going against going against this kind of industry and, and fitting in and standing out. It's it's not it's not easy. Um, let let me share uh, Nicholas' uh, mission to to um, with with the audience. Um, it's it's to transform the transportation industry while improving our employees' lives and leaving the world a better place. Now. 
you are very much a visionary. Um, so mission and vision and values and all of this brand work um, that I usually do with my clients, that must come naturally to you. But I wonder, have you used outside help to create those brand pillars like most companies do? Or was this Trevor sitting on his desk late at night, jotting them down? It really was. Um, it was a lot of Trevor sitting down on his desk. And, <laughs> I'm and not surprised. Creating these things. Yeah. I mean, look, here's the thing. I, I love, I love communication. It's my, it's one of my favorite things in life. I value communication as one of my greatest talents and assets I have. And that's because you can communicate through all the, all the craziness in the world. There's like you said, there's so many brands out there. How do you create a brand that is so special to the world? Well, in order to do that, you have to solve problems that are special to the world. Mm-hmm. And you will never stand out if you don't if you don't change the world. And, and in our mission statement to leave this place a better place than we found it, I truly believe that it's my life goal to leave this place better than I found it. And Nikola, if if we pull this off, which I believe we have a very good chance of doing, if we pull this off with uh, with getting all of our trucks built all over the world, then you're going to see the greatest reduction in emissions the world has ever seen, ever by any company on the planet. Yeah. And so that is, that is why people are, that is why people are rewarding us. You know, they're rewarding us because the, because we're, we're making a bigger change than anyone else is making. Well, you are a purpose driven company and that's not just some brand, you know, statement. I mean, that is, that is true, right? I mean, you're, you're solving, you're solving one of the biggest problems that are out there. Yeah, You're purpose driven and then you actually have to be profitable. I think that's why Nikola is so, (laughs) yeah has done so well is because our business model is huge. Our margins are five, like we make five times more revenue than, than Daimler does. Now just imagine that like when per truck sold. So the My reason point. why we're successful is because we've, we've vertically integrated the whole supply chain. So when you buy a diesel today, Oh, heaven forbid you buy a diesel, <laughs> you're going to spend 150 on the diesel, right? 150,000. Yeah. Then you're going to spend a million dollars on the on the fuel to the oil to power that diesel over the life of it. Yeah. So the oil companies are back there just clapping their hands, like loving every second that Peterbilt or Daimler sells a diesel truck because they make more revenue than Peterbilt or Daimler's ever dreamed of making. Yeah. So that's where I was like, dude, this is crazy. Why are we not sucking all that money out of the oil company's hands and putting it in our own pocket? And that's what I did. I said, okay, we're gonna take, we're gonna we're gonna sell the truck, but. We're going to provide all the fuel at a fixed rate for seven years. And now we've sta- we've stabilized the cost of hydrogen, driven it down low, made it towards cheaper that it can be cheaper than diesel. And we're taking that 750000 to a million dollars in revenue in oil, and we're bringing it into our own, sub- uh, our own pockets because we're not doing oil, we're doing hydrogen. And so we make five times more revenue, a million dollars on every truck we sell, we, we get about a million dollars in revenue. So it's, it's, that's why Nico has done so well. So cool. Unbelievable. And you beat uh, Daimler and Volvo and Tesla in bringing the world's first zero emissions truck to market, right? I mean, that's the that, that's one of the claims to fame. And, and you built your trucks in Ulm in Germany, where I was just visiting family a few months ago. So I'm wondering, the, the whole Made in Germany brand, so to speak, it, it had a lot of cachet. Was that a big reason to get German engineering or was it mainly logistics and a, and a financial decision with the first rollout? And of course, as a second part to the question, has the Volkswagen emission scandal tainted this reputation within the market? Oh man, the Volkswagen emission scandal was a 
great, you know, it was like, you know, I hate to ever take advantage of a bad situation, <laughs> right? But I mean, it was the greatest thing for Nikola that's ever happened. Because it was fuel to the fire. You know, they, they lied to the whole world. They deceived everyone. They were, you know, they people realized that they were cheaters and the world has now rewarded Tesla and Nikola for both pioneering zero emission around the world. So, but that's, that's a whole different, that's a whole different thing. Why was it, why is it built in Ohm? Well, let me, let me break this out real quick. We have two factories. We have one going up in in Coolidge, Arizona, which is part of Phoenix, Arizona. And we have one factory going up in Ulm, Germany right now. And Ulm is spelled U-L-M for all the Americans that um, don't know how to <laughs> say Ulm. So, um, the reason why we have Ulm Germany is because our partner Iveco, um, we did a massive joint venture with Iveco, and this joint venture is um, going to provide all the battery electric and hydrogen electric trucks to all of Europe. So right now we're we're going to we are the we were the first company to launch a zero emission truck. We're the first company to do full production of a zero emission truck. We were first, and that's one of the greatest claim. That's one of the greatest things out there. And it's a full production truck over 300 miles. There are other people that have the like little rinkadink trucks that go like 150 miles, but I'm talking full 300 miles pulling a real load. So we're the first company in the world to do it. it they're coming out of Ulm, Germany, in just a just a matter of a few short, uh, you know, I would say less than few months. We'll have the first ones coming out that are hand built, and wow. by middle to third quarter of next year, full production begins out of out of that factory. So in the same time, we're building our American factory for our American trucks that run um, American trucks are we're going to provide both the battery electric and the hydrogen as well, but they're built to go longer distances, 500 plus miles. So that's why, I mean, that's kind of how everything's going right now is, yes, we did beat everybody. We beat Daimler, we beat Volvo, we beat Tesla, we beat everybody. And that's uh, and, and it's a it's a wonderful feeling for uh, to, to be able to do that. Oh sure, yeah, it's unbelievable. And even though you're known for your trucks, let's let's talk about that insanely cool um, Badger, the Nikola Badger, which I believe you just made an announcement this morning when we're recording um, that it is going to be available for pre-order starting uh, June 29th. So so this month, right? It is. So the Badger's this badass pickup truck. Well, let's just put it this way: um, the reason why people have not been a fan of electric pickup trucks is because they can't do what a gasoline can do. Yeah. Right. So even with like the cyber truck from Tesla or the, or the Rivian truck, they're, they're very small. Um, they're very small, you know, kind of, they don't go very far. They can't pull a, a trailer up a 6% grade. They can't handle the, the continuous load that you can put on a gasoline vehicle. So that's always been the biggest hindrament to a electric truck was people want a truck that can do that can actually pull a trailer. They can take it to a construction site. They can drive around with their family. They can pull, you know, they can pull a boat with it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so we built that. We built the most gorgeous, badass electric hydrogen pickup truck in the world. And what sets it apart from everything is that you can order the Badger as a battery electric truck that'll give you three to 400 miles on its own. And you can also order the bat the Badger as a battery electric and hydrogen truck, which will give you 600 plus miles on a range. That's insane. So for the so the customer can fully spec it how they want it, and everyone else is like, yeah. either oh, you only get battery. Well, some people need the 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 continuous horsepower or or the the additional range that hydrogen gives you, and so you can order either way with the Badger, and we're the only ones in the world that offer that. Well, it's 980 torque, I read, and 906 horsepower. I mean. <laughs> that's 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 pretty un unreal, right? 
Yeah, it's a it's a it's a very pissed off truck, and <laughs> you have to because it'll come off the ground. So we're we're having a lot of fun with it, and the the best part is here just in a few days, uh, or you know, on June 29th, we're going to start accepting reservations of that, and we're going to show the real truck off here at the end of this year at Nikola World 2020. And I'm not talking about some show truck. I'm talking about a metal stamped, beautiful, gorgeous, fully, you know, functioning interior, exterior, power windows, power seats, HVAC, you know, just awesome truck. Every other person out there building trucks, half the features don't even work because they're just, they're just show trucks. This is mm. the real thing. I think you just hit the nail on its head with the entire philosophy around it looking like the next awesome, but a bit more classy and way smarter truck. How did the design come about? I went to Art Center College of Design, a school known for its transportation design alumni, shaping a lot of your industry. Um, and I was even roommates with a transportation design student. Um, you know, but, but there's a lot of tech and engineering talk about uh, Nicola, but, but really not much about the design, even though it's so extremely crucial to your company. Can you tell us a bit about how the design philosophy behind the brand impacted your business and what the design philosophy really is? So design is everything. I mean, listen, the reason why Apple is Apple is because they have the greatest designs known to man. Their packaging is incredible. Their experience is incredible. And their product is stunning. And people don't get this. I mean, it's unbelievable how the automakers make the most ugly ass vehicles you've ever seen and they expect them to sell. Nikola is, um, if you were to ever kind of create, if you were to ever compare it to anything, the gorgeousness of what Apple does with their design and their, and their products is very similar to what Nikola does. Every one of our products, I, you should see the battles that go on here at Nikola with the design team and me. Like you would, if people had like a, if they're a fly on the wall, it would be worth, you know, just the stories told would be funny hmm. because I, I can't, I come into my design studio and I'll, and I'll tell my guys, I'm like, guys, I won't buy that. That's, that's hideous. And there's no way I'm going to, I'm never going to put that on. I'll never allow that to be sold. You're going to fix that. And it's got to be something, if it will not sell me, no one will buy it. And, and it's brutal. You have to like, you know, you get in, you have to like, sometimes you have to throw a whole vehicle away because you're like, it just it doesn't work. Nothing works. It doesn't work. And so the Nikola Badger, in my opinion, is probably the most gorgeous truck that's ever been built ever in history, in my opinion. And a lot of people agree with that. And that's how all of our product lines are. Even our, even our big semi-truck, the Nikola Trey and the Nikola 2, worldwide, they're known as the most beautiful semi-trucks ever designed. And that's and imagine that, an American trying to build a, a European cab over yeah. that's gorgeous. Yeah, The Europeans can't even do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think w one thing that is so important to, to point out is that a lot of these cars that are, they're like the future cars, right? You look at them and they don't really feel realistic. But what you guys are doing, you perfectly match that idea of where people are today and what they expect the future to be, rather than these crazy, you know, I I idea cars that never really, that, that never really, you, you can't even see them on the roads, right? So that's why I think what, what you guys did with the Badger is so perfect, because it fits into, it fits into today yet it stands out but it doesn't look like this awkward you know i don't want to mention any you know of your competitors but <laughs> <laughs> well look i mean it's got to be this is the thing about truck owners the people buying um i'll mention them you know the people that are going to buy the tesla Cybertruck are going to be tesla fanatics and that's right you're going to be a few people outside that, that are going to buy it but it doesn't function as a real truck hmm. it, it doesn't have 
it doesn't have the features of a real truck. Now it, it's cool, you know, when it comes to like it's pushing the limits, but it's not a real truck. It doesn't have the visibility you get in a in a truck. Yeah. It doesn't have the bed that you get in a truck. It doesn't have the ability to put a fifth wheel on it. It doesn't have like a real truck needs to do what real trucks do. And so we 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 had to build a truck that was gorgeous yet would function as a real truck. And I think that's why you've seen now the the you know, we, we partnered up with actually awesome, uh, the diesel brothers. Um, and the diesel brother is really cool because the diesel brothers are known as building diesel trucks, right? They're, they can break any truck ever built. They know how to modify every truck known to man and they know what parts fail. So it was interesting because we got a lot of questions. They said, why do you partner up with diesel brothers? They do diesel. You guys are all about zero emission. And I'm like, yeah, but the diesel brothers aren't, they don't stick their head in the sand and say, Oh, only diesel's ever going to function. They, they came out and they said, look, um, it is time now. The world's changing and we want to be part of the greatest transformation of trucking engineering known to man and is going away from diesel right now. It's going to electric, uh, you know, electric mobility. So we worked with the diesel brothers and they've really helped us build this, uh, this pickup truck to become a pickup truck that would never fail. And believe me, we're going to have failures, but we got the teams behind us to make sure that this truck is designed as a real truck. And that's the power of partnerships, right? And understanding how who to who to align yourself with, um, which is a huge, huge thing for entrepreneurs to learn. You know, yes, this one really bothers me because, like, I I preach to people about how important it is to find people that are better than you uh, to work with, and to do and to work with people that uh, that do things better than the things that you're not great at. And I went on this podcast and I got hammered by a lot of my competitors' fans because they're like, oh, Nikola doesn't do shit themselves. They, they outsource everything. Hmm. No, that's not true. We do all the really important stuff like intellectual property, controls, software, hardware development, everything else. We do all that. But what we are not good at is building factories, right? And so these guys hammered us. I mean, all their followers, like tens of thousands are like, oh, Nikola is a total con job because they don't, they don't build their own tr factory. These guys are not Tesla. And I'm like, do you realize how many billions of dollars has, have been wasted by Tesla because they didn't do, mm. because they didn't work with someone that knew how to build factories and do them? You know, I'm a big believer in working with people that are better than you. Mm. And so I don't need to be so arrogant to say that I'm better than everyone at everything. I don't need to be better than everyone at everything. I need to be better than my competitors at one thing and I can, and I can beat them. And so I think that's what, that's what we do is we're, we're really good at partnerships. We work with, you know, we're going to be signing a joint venture for the for the uh, Nikola Badger with a big OEM, and it's going to be sold, serviced, and warrantied through their dealership all across America. Oh, wow. And I get access to that day one. I don't need to go out and spend five billion dollars building our own service network. Yeah. So I'm a big believer in partnerships. Well, and that's what happens when you when you when you failed a couple of startups and when you when you sold a couple of uh, companies, right? I mean that that is that is just that kind of information that you that you gather throughout the journey, and you know a lot of people wouldn't understand that uh, immediately. But you know, we talked about you obviously competing head on with with Elon Musk. Um, tell me, is the Nikola brand name really derived from Tesla's first name, the actual inventor Nikola Tesla? Was that a go bold or go home move of yours, where you said if we go in, we go fully? In? Yeah, I mean, look, so it was named after <laughs> the Serbian, Croatian, you know, brilliant mastermind that probably had a greater impact on, on, on society than anyone else in the world. He created the alternative current 
um, you know, the, the, the generator, the turbine, all kinds of things. This guy was the most brilliant electrical engineer known to man. He could power vehicles wirelessly. He could power homes wirelessly from miles away. No one's even today. We still don't know how he did it all. It, it was named after the the inventor Nikola Tesla, and it had nothing to do with Elon or Tesla themselves. I didn't give a crap about them. You know, they didn't even enter my mind when I was making this decision because I was naming it after the inventor, and just like millions of other people that looked up to that inventor, it's to it's to pay tribute to him. It has nothing to do with uh, with with the Tesla car company at all. It's just cool that Tesla is is uh, is you know, making one of the biggest impacts in the world for car electric mobility and cars. And Nikola is making one of the biggest impacts in the world for electro mobility and trucks. And so it is kind of cool to think about that. The fact that Nikola and Tesla are both kicking ass and beating everyone around the world. <laughs> and I, I noticed that you don't own uh, Nikola.com, which is a very sad website for what appears to be a small electronics design engineering firm. There must have been a conversation to acquire the .com. <laughs> um, what is the juicy story behind that domain name and how Nikola doesn't have the .com? I, you know, the, the, the name was taken already and the guy had no interest in selling it. Um, you know, so he may sell it one day. It's becoming more and more valuable. You know, I'm sure he'll sell it to someone. It'll probably be someone who hates us and trashes us. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but no more interest from your end. You moved on. No, yeah. I mean, look, everyone knows it's Nikola Motor. And when they when they look us up, it's, it's already well established that way. So um, we can see how many people actually type in our name and the wrong name. And it's, it's, it's like, we, we might get 1% more that actually go to the right name. I, I don't care about the name. It, it all comes down to, You know, I mean, the domain, it all comes down to the fact it's Nikola Motor. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not Nikola, it's Nikola Motor. So it's, I don't know, it's, you know, who knows if he ever wants to sell it, you know, we talk, but I, he had no desire to, and I'm sure our competitors will probably offer him some stupid amount of money and buy it. Yeah. Or he might come, he might ring you now that you're IPO. <laughs> yeah, I'll, give him a, I'll give him one of the first badgers, you know, the, one of the most valuable, valuable things. He'll love that. Oh, there you go. Done. You heard it here first. <laughs> Um, so, uh, let's talk about, uh, brand a little bit more. Um, uh, I know we only have, uh, you know, like 10 more minutes or so to go, but when my brother and I were kids and we were on those long road trips across Europe in my parents' tiny little Renault, um, we played the game on who could identify passing cars by brand based on their rims and logos. Um, when was that N brand, the brand mark, um, on the badge, the N, when was it, when was it crafted for Nikola? I feel like this is a more recent addition to the company is branding right uh no it's actually from day one the end oh, cool. was from it was from day one and it was made to be almost like a superhero logo so if you were to look at like superman or you're look at one of the other ones you'll notice that it's one letter and usually usually like um circled by something mm -hmm. and that's why we went with the nikola that's why we designed that was it's, a, it's an n with a with you know a border around it and what that does is it you can see it from a mile away and you'll know it's Nikola. And it's so distinguishable that nothing ever will, will confuse it. And that was the idea is it, it truly is a superhero. And that's why I like, you know, that's, what's cool about it. You'll see it from a mile away and everyone will know it's a Nikola playing that game in their car with all their children. That's exactly it. You would have passed the test. <laughs> what does, what does branding mean to you? I mean, after going, you know, through a couple of startups and now having achieved what very few entrepreneurs will ever achieve with the IPO, What does branding mean to, to your company? 
Branding and design are the are two of the most you know I'd say there's three or four main pillars of building a company that is that will last forever and actually make money. Branding and design is one of them. Your team is is another one. You've you, your team, um, and then your ability to communicate is is one of the one of the four pillars. And, and there's there's a ton of them, right? But the idea is your ability to communicate your brand, which is part of branding. Branding and design is everything. People, they want to touch your product. They want to be proud of it. And they're not going to go drop sixty dollars to $100,000 a, on a pickup truck if they, don't, if they don't think it's the most gorgeous thing that they've ever seen. And you, people have got to learn. Branding and design is everything. It's, you know, it's one reason why I love Audi. You know, mm-hmm. look, Audi, there is no better design company, I think, in the world than Audi itself. Their team has got their shit down so good. Mm-hmm. When it comes to branding and design, it's, it's probably the only thing that saved Volkswagen. And so I, that's that's why you got to be an expert at branding and design. It's 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 everything. It speaks to someone's soul. You know, it's it's people have to be proud of representing what you have, and and that's why that's why the branding and design is so important. Well, and the brand is the soul of your company too. So it touches everything. It touches your company culture, HR. You know, it it goes it goes pretty deep. Um, and since your company is is based on the, on on a strong purpose on actually changing the world um i'm sure that that had ripple effects from 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 the get-go i'm sure you don't have a hard time uh hiring people in your company no. No. <laughs> um if we if we think about the dna of your brand right like that one that one word that you could describe your brand i always love to i always love to figure out like what what can it be if we just put everything into one concise word so if you think about coca-cola you know they, they really try to push the word happiness right if you think about sappos um it's definitely customer service right They're all about service what is one word that could potentially describe your brand what could be your what could be the the brand dna of your company, if you would have to put it in a funnel and really figure out like what could be one word, totally on the spot here, but I, I, I know you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It would be hard to put it on one word, but I'd, I'd say so, it's something along the lines of uh, emissions game over. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's everything we stand for is getting rid of emissions and getting, and diesel is dead. It's, it's everything around transformation. I would say probably transformation is the, is, is uh, is really our is is you know because it transforms everything it transforms design style the culture emissions so you know if it had to be one word probably transformation i think you 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 nailed it nicely you you talk to yourself through this one well <laughs> communication right that's what it is there you go. um what, what's it what's a final um piece of brand advice for founders as a takeaway you already dropped a lot of them but if you if you have someone listening who's like man i would i would love to get my company to ipo um how how, how do i do it do you, do you want to point them back to the linkedin article or is there is there something that is on your mind where you feel like look this is one thing that entrepreneurs just always always miss mess up no there's two there's two articles they need to go read they're they're more powerful than anything i can say today because it actually i laid out with written words and they can study it it said there's two articles one's called a random airport encounter and the other one's called how to get back up when you've you know when you've lost everything um these two things are these two articles are the most powerful articles you'll ever read in my opinion as an entrepreneur ever they're they're coming from the most painful position i've ever felt in my life losing everything. Um, it comes from a position of love and happiness and like hope and explaining to people what it means to not give up. You know, everyone fails and you're going to fail hard. 
And the key is to never, ever quit. No matter how hard or how long it is, you can never, ever give up. And, uh, and those articles are incredible because they go into detail. There's an entrepreneur, the airport one's about a kid who I met in an airport asking me how he was going to, to college. And he was thinking about becoming an entrepreneur and what advice I had for him. And I gave him like a quick five minute thing in the airport. He had no idea who I was either, by the way. He had no clue. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and I was just talking to this kid. And then later he found, you know, later he found out who I was and, and he sent me an email, you know, he sent me an email and I gave him this art. I gave him this written letter back and I posted this letter I gave him and it's me writing to this kid. And I'm telling you, it's one of the most powerful letters you'll ever read. You'll ever read. And I hope it's taught in every business school in the world because it's, it's not, um, it's not like any letter you'll ever read. It's not a, it's not a, uh, um, it's not written by a professor. Yeah. It's written, it's written by pain. It's written by absolute failure. And everything I learn in, in these situations, and then it's also written by hope about how to get out of it. And it's uh, that's the that's the real life experience of the shit storm you're going to go through to build your own company and never get listed. Is you better be ready to have battle wounds and scars all over your body, and you better be ready to dedicate ten years, or you're going to fail, and you're probably going to fail anyways. But then these are ways you can actually get back up and keep going, and eventually, like Mark Cuban says. All you got to do is hit it once. All you got to do is hit a home run one time. That's it. And they'll yeah. love you. Just do it once. It doesn't matter if it takes you five times. All you got to do is hit, do it once. Yeah. What, what, was, what was the most ginormous brand fail that you went through with, with Nicola? What do you mean by brand fail? I'm, I'm not really, I haven't used that terminology here. What do you mean by brand fail? Where do you feel like your company did something from a branding perspective where it just it just bombed? Like maybe it was a statement that you put out or maybe maybe it was a name you gave a certain vehicle or, you know, may, maybe you just communicated something in a certain way where afterwards you were like, oh, whoa, that totally went the wrong way. Well, luckily, we haven't had too many of those moments because of a lot of the experiences I've had. But I'll tell you the one that made the biggest difference. Um, you know, when we first started out, we started out as a, there was no technology in fuel cell or battery electric yet. It was very, very new. And so we started out as a turbine electric natural gas a hybrid truck. And that was the only technology available at the time. And that was pushing the limits. And I went to my board and I said, guys, the technology of fuel cell is now far enough along and batteries. We have to pivot from this low emission turbine to a fuel cell. And my board shit a brick. <laughs> like, there's no way we're already far down this road. We can't just pivot. And I said, I said, you don't know me. I, I don't care what the repercussions are. And this is something I teach in that letter. When you're, when you have a conviction of something, you better listen to yourself. And I said, it's time to change. And I changed and they freaked out. I mean, it was, it was like almost relationship severing. Right. Mm. And sure enough, it was the biggest, uh, the biggest, uh, um, greatest, smartest move we ever did going zero emission. Um, once that technology was far enough along, we could pioneer it. And man, what a what an impact it made! And it's a single reason why we're here today. So, to all the entrepreneurs out there, if you better believe in yourself, and if you do, stand by your convictions, no matter what anyone tells you. You're the only one qualified to make those decisions. Don't listen to the people around you. Make your own decisions. Mm. Amen. I, I need to let you go. I promised you. So listeners who want to see your line of trucks or get their hands on the most badass zero emission truck, as you call it, <laughs> the Nikola Badger, where can they find you? They can go to NikolaMotor.com. Um, that's where all of our products are. And then they can also follow me on Twitter, Nikola Trevor. So, um, and our company Twitter is Nikola Motor. 
I would definitely follow me on Twitter because you get data way faster than you get it anywhere else. So, so make sure you follow me on, on uh, Twitter at Nicola Trevor. Twitter is the new homepage. Awesome. Well, thank you, Trevor, for having been on the show, especially after the IPO. This is a crazy week for you. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with my audience. We all really appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thanks. Bye, Trevor. Well, Trevor Milton going bold all the way in the true spirit of his brand of zero emission trucks. It's quite something to get a big visionary like him on a little show about brand clarity. Thank you for listening. If you value hitting the mark, make sure to subscribe and rate the show. If you love hitting the mark, please show your support by going to patreon.com slash hitting the mark, where many perks await you, including monthly brand mentorship sessions with yours truly. The Hitting the Mark theme music was written and produced by Happiness One. I will see you next time when we once again will be hitting the mark.